Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live for August 16, 2022. Tonight we talk World Juniors, David Carl's contract, and more. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. Amdrot, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drurians and Sweets, travel happy again. Book your next day at drurihotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed it is College Hockey West Live. It's Tuesday night. That means we are talking NCAA hockey. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a uh, finally- drying out Denver, Colorado. Very cloudy, though, today, and uh, it rained again. I think we got nearly four inches of rain um, where I'm at here in uh, Greenwood Village. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, but not from 10 feet below sea level. He's high above sea level right now in Albany, New York. Paul, how are you? Well, they're shooting off the fireworks and... uh... (laughs) Shooting off fireworks? I'm not, but... uh... The school is. I can hear them oh, from... The school is welcoming everybody to class. Well, to the school, anyway. Class doesn't start, apparently, till next Monday. Ah. Oh. Uh, nice, nice, nice. I guess they do, they're do. they doing, like, a week of all kinds of activities and stuff, which is fine. It's good. Um, you know, How are things going? How's Charlie adjusting to life as a college student? Well, we'll find out. <laughs> that doesn't sound the most confident there um listen this is um just you know it's a major change in lifestyle of course it is yeah you know um and um i I, in the long run i'm sure it'll be harder on me than it is him yeah, he'll he'll get settled in before too long, and he'll be real happy. You know, they, they had, no you know, they had they had some sort of they're having they had some sort of feast or barbecue or something when we were leaving, and God, that sounds like something I'd like to do. Yeah, no kidding. Another <laughs> one tomorrow, and uh, I think they're having like an outdoor movie night or something today, and they had some sort of like I said fireworks and some sort of. Power light. I don't know. I, I don't, it wasn't there, obviously. Um, but uh, it's a little rough. It's uh, like I said. It's probably tougher on me than it'll be on him in the long run. But uh, you know, it is what it is, <laughs> right? It's a cycle of life, and it is. It is. It's. it's um, and that's not the part that you know that that's got me a little you know wound up. You know, there are other things, and we don't need to go into those here, but you know them. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, uh, I just but, wanted to you know, touch we, base and see how yeah, things no, were going. I he's, he's, he's um, like I said, uh, I think, you know, the more stuff he has to do, it'll, and, and he gets into a routine 
once you know classes start next week, it, it'll he'll be better off for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You know, he hasn't had a routine for three months. Yep, I hear you. Well, big news in the hockey world today, at least here in Denver, Colorado. Really? Yeah. The Pioneers and uh, new athletic director Josh Burlow right. completed a uh, contract extension for the head coach, David Carl. It's going to keep him with the Pioneers through the 26-27 season. So uh, when you're winning, you'll get locked up. <laughs> well, uh, maybe maybe you should rephrase that. Not say get locked up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he got a multi-year contract. They're, uh, they're going to make sure that he's here. He's not going anywhere. Well, I, yeah, I mean, obviously without knowing the uh, the language of the contract. Um, but I don't really see why he'd want to go anywhere. I mean. It's great. It's got a, he's got a great position here. He loves yeah, well, it. No, I get it. And that's, that's kind of my point is, like, why would you, you know, they're not going anywhere. Uh, they're, he, he just, you know, um, the one fluky year, the year before this past season, for a lot of different reasons. Right. Um, why would you leave a place when you're the king? Hint, hint. Um, yeah, people have told me that, too. Yeah. Why would you Funny. leave a place? Why would... Yeah, but why would you leave a place where you are the biggest fish in the pond, regardless of what the size of the pond is, and go to a place where you're just another fish? Well, and I mean, I, I think I think what people are most fearful of in David Carl's case is he's so NHL. good at what he, yeah, he's so good at what he does. Is he going to be uh, a lure to the NHL? And I'm not going to say he isn't, but let's keep in mind that he's only been in this. This always blows me away, Paul. Is he's only been at Denver as a head coach for four years, so uh, and and he's still very young, you know. So oh, he's yeah, got he's... he's got a lot of time to uh, to experiment if he wants down the road as a head coach in in the NHL if that's something he desires, which I don't know if it is or isn't. I haven't asked him point blank. But um, we know the success that he's had uh, with the Pioneers, and it looks to continue. I mean, he keeps continuing to uh, bring in and recruit really good players. He's got an overall record of 86-43 and 13, two NCAA Frozen Four appearances, and the program's, of course, record tying ninth national championship this past spring. Um, He's got a 49-36-9-8 record in the NCHC, of course, one of the uh, the um, best conferences, if not the best conference in uh, all of college hockey. So, you know, um, his comments were brief uh, from what I see. He said uh, his family and I are thrilled to be staying in Denver for the foreseeable future. Um, he wanted to thank, of course, everybody in the athletic department for all the hard work they've done. And um, Carlton Creech, uh, the former athletic director, is the one that got their uh, the whole thing going and uh kind of left it for uh, Josh Burlow, the new athletic director to sign off on and go from there. So, um, yeah. Well, congratulations to coach. Carl no, absolutely, no, absolutely. Congratulations. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, I'm just going to sit here and say, and, and this is when, when you run a blue blood program and Denver is a blue blood program. I, I mean, You know, it's the, the the only reason I could see in the future making a move is let's just say by the time he's forty two, he wins another national championship or two, or ten. Well, let's not get crazy. Jeez, holy you know, once he gets number on, 10, Paul, stop. he's going to want to get to 15. And then he's going to want to be the first one to 20. Stop. That's no. the way he works. You, you... <laughs> I knew that one would get you. That's why I threw it out there. <laughs> I just said he wins another national championship or two. Or 10. 
No. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Once again, you're being... <laughs> the point is, I could see at a certain point where somebody might be like, uh, all right, I'm going to take one shot at this. Because it's the only thing left. At the same time, you're not replacing. Uh, in most cases, when you replace a coach in the NHL, you haven't done it because they're winning a Stanley Cup. Right. <laughs> you know, he's not taking Jared Bednar's place over there in in in, in Ball Arena. He's not doing that. Not yet. Well, but you get the point. Yeah, I do. I do. You know, um, when a coach gets fired, it's usually because the team's not winning. Right. So you're going to go from a place where it's – I hate you. I, I got to come up with a better word than a factory or or or, uh, or, or some sort of production line. But, I mean, you're going to leave a place where – um, there's no. Well, I, I know you what you're saying. Got the machine well oiled. Yeah, to go I mean, to a place I, that's falling apart. That doesn't. Make I, any I get. Sense. I get the point, but you know, there's this little thing called money that uh, sometimes can sway people. Um, if uh, the money is really good and you feel like you've accomplished all that you can accomplish where you're at. That might be when you take that chance. And again, I'm not going to put words in his mouth. He's uh, very capable of speaking his own mind, and we'll hopefully well, no, have him is, on the show again here. But um, but this is not. I mean, we are talking about David Carl and 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 not putting words in his mouth. But this is obviously a little bit more genericy in 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 scope because we've seen very successful college coaches. At, regardless of the sport, say, oh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I, I'm gonna go to the, the, the NHL or the NBA or, or, or the NFL, and they're gonna come in on this giant wave of, well, look how great he did there, and, you know, they are definitely responsible for that, but, he's not exactly. You know, the, the, just that whole mindset to me, just I don't understand it. But then again, you know, uh, when you're successful, and like I said, the, the, the thing that would be, I mean, listen, Jerry York stayed at BC for how long? <laughs> An eternity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I'm sure he turned down chances to coach in the NHL. Oh, absolutely he did. Absolutely. Um, well, let me let me cap it off by saying this. Um, okay. I think, I think in David Carl's case, the allure of of an NHL coach would would be something that he might entertain if he does something ridiculous at uh, Denver, wins more multiple championships, and just feels like there's nothing left to prove. That's one reason. The other reason could be. Uh, a huge contract in the NHL, which uh, would obviously who can who can you blame for that? If there's money out there and you have an opportunity no, I, to go I, get I, it, I, go get I, it. I, I and, get and thirdly, too, but... thirdly, I think the point that we're missing is there's something about that Stanley Cup. And trust me, I've seen so many people carry that cup around, and like on the news every night here, it's like where in the I'm world sure. is the Stanley Cup today? So, is there something? Um, that would draw a, a coach like a David Carl towards that to say, you know, um, I, I want I want my name to be on that cup too. I want I want to be the coach that coached the team to a Stanley Cup because um, I did it at the NCAA level. Now I want to do it at the NHL level. I couldn't blame him for that either. And okay, again, well, I might just say if those are all hypothetical because he might just stay at Denver for fifty years. Well, right, and, and you know he 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 was a Denver player. You know when when he, his medical issues popped up, they honored his scholarship. 
So there's definitely some of that involved in this. Uh, and, and I will also say this, okay? Um, the, 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 the two things that uh, I would use as kind of a uh, a spotlight, so to speak, or some sort of uh, marker or some sort of uh, this, you know, when A, B, or C happens, maybe I could see him looking to go up to the next level. Uh, and I don't mean minor league coaching either. I mean the NHL. Yeah, um, I don't think he makes that move to – he, he really um, would have nothing to prove at the AHL level. Right. Um, I could see if, you know, he's been there a long time and he's won two or three more national championships. Don't say it. <laughs> okay. I uh, won't. <laughs> And his kids are older, and maybe they're off in college somewhere. And he says, "All right, I'm going to do this now because I'm not going to upset my family life." Yeah, well, but he does have a one-year-old right now, so he's got right, a few years. So he's got a few years. So I mean, that would be a way that I would see where he might consider it. I just, you know, if 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 you're happy somewhere. And you know, thirty-one nine and one makes people pretty happy. Certainly doesn't hurt. And like I said, he's been motivated since the start of last season to win number nine, and he's even more motivated to win number ten. I mean, they got the pro camp going on up at Denver now. I may try to sneak over there tomorrow or Thursday uh, just to see what's happening there because uh, that that's a lot of fun if they'll let me in the door. I don't know if they'll do that yet or you not. Got but your scuba gear? We'll find out. What's that? You got your scuba gear? <laughs> oh, it felt like it this morning. Uh, I watched the news last night, Paul. And right. I'll digress here just for a second. But I watched mm. the news and to see what was going on. They said, yeah, the rain's going to end about midnight. Everything's good. And I look at the radar. I happened to get up about 3 o'clock in the morning. I look at oh. the radar because I thought I heard rain. Right. And sure enough, it was pouring. And it continued to rain all the way up till about, I don't know, 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And uh, there's a little this ditch morning? outside my hotel room, and, and it, it was bone dry at 6 a.m. And by 11, it was full again of about three and a half feet of water. So it, I mean, it doesn't last long. It eventually drains down. But uh, you don't want to get your car stuck in any of that. The other day, there was a, there was a gas station, Paul, where the flooding was up to the door handles on the car. That's just nuts. I mean. No, that's crazy. That's uh, absolutely actually, crazy. I, I, I know I've actually I've actually seen that myself. I got we there this was many years ago and driving somewhere and all of a sudden everything came to a dead stop because cars were floating. Yeah. Well like, I've seen what? that I've seen that in Arizona. As a matter of fact, I got caught in a wash once in my Toyota Prius. And I just barely got through the wash, but it did move me about four or five feet sideways before I finally got enough traction to get out of it. And had uh-huh. I been there another minute or two, it would have taken me right down the uh, the wash in Arizona. So I, I don't mess with that stuff at all. And no. as soon as I could get home yesterday, I was home and I stayed home and I didn't go out today until well after it uh, had settled down. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's bizarre. I mean, I've seen some of the most bizarre weather here and I've heard about it, you know, and I was in, in April or May when I was <laughs> in, in California and there, the, uh, weren't the Mets playing the Rockies and it got snowed out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think you, I think you were the one that told me that. that uh, it's, yeah, I can't, that, that was, you said it was April or May. I'm lucky. Yeah, it was like April. early May or late April. I was I was covering the AHL playoffs in Stockton, I think, when Ooh, they wait. got snow here. So I mean, you never know what's going to happen here. But anyway, that that's that's off the point. Um, as we mentioned the other day on the podcast, uh, Michigan has a new coach. Yeah, they hired from within. I don't think they had many choices with as late as they had to choose somebody. Well, uh, not to take anything away from coach, but. Um, I think that's uh, probably their best move at this point. Well, uh, they did name uh, their assistant coach Brandon Dorado as uh, uh, 
and a former Michigan player as their interim head coach. Uh, we don't know, uh, you know, where that search is going to go. Uh, they also have, uh, as an assistant coach there, Bill Muckholt, who used to play in the NHL. And so I'm sure at some point here they will uh, bring in another assistant coach and we'll see what happens from there. Um, Here's my concern with Michigan at this point, and it's not just Michigan. It's other schools as well, and, and I've talked about this before. Um, they're, they're missing out on a great opportunity for cohesiveness because they hadn't made a decision until what? Was it two weeks ago? When they just hired, that's close enough. When they fired, that's um, close enough. yeah. Two, well, anyway, it was ago. late. Yeah, it was late. It was late. Yeah. So you're missing out on that cohesiveness, and if people don't think that's important, um, I'll reference back to the Denver Pioneers last year and the cohesiveness that they showed in July, August, September, before they were ever with the coaches. They were just with the strength coach and working on their own. And uh, they developed a team bond. And if you listen to any of my interviews with the uh, the pioneers that were at uh, the National Junior Evaluation Camp, they yeah, all said the same thing. You say, yeah, I figure so. But anyway, they all said the same thing. It was like I asked them what was the best moment about winning the national championships, the championship, and they all said it was being with my teammates. And and they said we started something and we wanted to finish it. Well, there aren't a lot of programs that, that get that opportunity, A, and and B, there aren't a lot of programs that are able to build that chemistry. And you and I have talked about it with Arizona State. The talent at Arizona State, the new building, all of the excitement around it are huge. But if they can't bring the players together to play as a unit from start to finish, I mean, look at the, the Denver record. They had nine losses last year. Nine. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, um, they won three out of every four games, basically. Yeah, well, when you look at the the road ahead for Arizona State, boy, you can't afford to start slow. Cause if, no, 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 no. Those four games on the road, if you lose those four, you're 0-4, and that's a heck of a road to climb when you maybe know that you have to win or only lose single digits to win a championship. Well, listen, we, we know those first four games are going to be important. Um, you know, we didn't have time to really get into it last night. Um, you know, Nor was it the place, really. It wasn't I mean, the place for it. No. Um, but we, like I said, you know, those four games, uh, you got to come out of those two and two. Sure but you do. Once again, um, especially since you're playing so many home games and you don't want to go into that first weekend series no matter what the excitement is on the building you don't want to go into that first night against Colgate skating on the ice 0-4 no you certainly do not Uh, is it a tough task what they have in front of them it's huge Duluth and Bemidji yeah but um, you know you have to uh, you can't you you have to win at least one of those games you can't go into that home opener 0 and 4 uh ideally of course uh when you play on the road you just want to play 500 get two games out of four um but those that especially that weekend that opening weekend against Duluth that's a crapshoot for both teams because nobody knows no nobody knows but the the thing of it is is that one of the teams has a little bit more experience behind them and national championships to fall back on. And you know, the um, vampires are the vampires and they're going to be what they're going to be. Um, you know, and, and the other thing is in college hockey, home ice is, is really where, you know, you, you expect to win and then you expect to split on the road. Right. Right. I mean, and that's usually the formula to get you um, a long ways into the national tournament and well, it's every that's honestly that's every sport to be honest with you i mean uh that is the quote-unquote formula for winning uh win at home play 500 on the road um you know uh, there is there'll be some uh some really good talented duluth 
as there always is. Um, and they do have a lot of experience. Uh, and that includes up and down the ice. So, uh, but still, new season is a new season. And well, and that you just brought me full circle back to the, the point I was, uh, I was making, which is cohesiveness is the more cohesive you can be that first couple of weekends, um, the better off you're going to be because, you know, you have, uh, like you said, you can't afford to get swept on the road, even though no. it's a tough task. So no. anyway, um, anything else that we need to talk about before we take a break and jump into uh, World Juniors, which gets underway in the medal round starting tomorrow? Well, there was another point that uh, our buddy Michael Weissman brought up on Sunday that we didn't get to last night because we had Tyler. Um, we'll definitely get to the World Juniors. And uh, there was, you know, the, he, he talked about, uh, and you did as well, uh, conference stuff. But we should just take the break and then we'll do it after No, no, that. no, no. Let, let's do that first and then we'll take the break because then I want to make sure we just roll through the World Juniors afterwards. That's why I said let's do it now and then. All right. That's a fine. We'll... I don't care. You, you, you're the <coughs> boss. I just, I just work here. <laughs> I think it just breaks it up better if we, because yeah, I don't want to jump into that and then break and then have to jump into the World Juniors. So, what what intrigued you by our discussion, Michael Weissman and myself on Sunday night about well, conferences? Well, this came up uh, a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we just haven't had a chance to talk about it because uh, it's it's been uh, pretty busy. Uh, couple of weeks, you know, between the strength and conditioning guys, et cetera. Um, you know, it's, uh, been very, uh, we haven't really had a lot of time to talk about it, but, um, the outgoing commissioner of Atlantic hockey, Bob DiGregorio, um, met with, uh, some of the schools that are independents and some of the smaller schools that are trying to figure out what to do with their hockey program. Um, And basically his recommendation to them was uh, make up your own conference and you know, even though it'll take, it would be a couple of years before you get an app, uh, an, an automatic bid, because apparently the NCAA has a moratorium on what? Why? Well, I, I almost fell off my chair on that one. The NCAA oh. has something crazy. Well, okay. it basically what what he's saying is do the, that moratorium basically says the NCAA is not giving out an automatic bid to league new leagues for a couple of years. And he basically said, form your conference, play for a couple of years. And if you get to be a league with an automatic bid, great. If you don't, you there's not a lot you can do about it. Uh, eventually, uh, if you put enough pressure on the NCAA, it'll happen. Um, But there are uh, a number of schools uh, that are in no man's land for college hockey. And by no man's land in this particular case, we mean what was quote-unquote or is quote-unquote Division II. There's only eight or nine teams or less that are in quote unquote division two. They play mostly division three teams. And we're talking about, uh, you know, we, we've called them team mystery, but Stonehill is moving up at least officially to division one, even if they're not playing any division one teams. Well, uh, we know they're playing one. Well, okay. One, maybe who knows? Like I said, they haven't played. Yeah. At least two. Um, 
You know, we're talking about a team we expect to jump up to Division One hockey in Utica. Um, but there's that whole uh, group, uh, St. Anselm. These are all New England-based schools. Uh, Southern New Hampshire, Franklin Pierce, St. Michael's, Assumption, and Post. I don't think that's not CW Post. So um, I'm sure it's a different. But those schools play in what they is th their Division Two. I, I mean, and there's not enough schools. They don't have a Division Two national championship. It's like right. they win a lot of the other sports. So what are you doing? He said, just do it. You know, commit whatever resources you want to commit to it. Um, it's not like you're going to be, you know, you'll have to commit some more resources. But he's basically saying, uh, jump up, form your league, and wait out the, the, the couple of year periods. Uh, if you get your presidents and alumni involved in this, especially the presidents, You'll get your automatic bid. And if you don't, what have you lost? Right. Which is which is really good advice. I, again, I think we go back, though, Paul, to the same point that you and I have discussed for a year and a half or two years now, which is there's there's lots of people that have ideas, but nobody that'll take it and run with it and go, okay, I'm the one that's going to organize this group. I'm the one that's going to reach out to the athletic directors and the and the university presidents. I'm the one that's going to form this, and uh, I'm hoping that you guys all jump on board and follow yeah, me. Yeah, but the difference because without without that leader, though, it doesn't matter where you're at. Without that leader, it's never going to happen. The difference is with those schools, though, they're already basically conference mates, right? So there is kind of that person that can be that point person. I haven't looked it up, but. You know, whatever league they're in, the New England 10 or Northeast 10, they have a conference. Well, and, and you know, to kind of piggyback off of that, I think we're talking about two things here. We're talking about, um, like, in the West, and Michael brought up a really good point about this. Is he, he didn't shy away from the fact that possibly, uh, and I don't want to put words in his mouth either or uh, in the commissioner's mouth, but um, I, I don't think that they're saying no to expansion. Uh, in the NCHC, but he brought up a number of good points. Mm. He said, it has to be a good fit for us. It has to be a good fit for the university, I not only on the ice, but uh, academically. Um, one of the things that I've never heard said before, maybe I just haven't listened that closely, but he, he said um, that they formed that conference out of basically hockey schools, schools right. that hockey was a top priority. Right. So if they continue on that path, who does that, who does that allow in? If, if so, to speak? Oh, I, mean, I don't listen. Who that, would fit that's, that? That's a, that is a legitimate question. Um, I would say that some of those schools have kind of backed off on that. And, you know, we don't have, we know who they are. And we're not going to point any fingers at anybody, but we know who they are. Um, but and, and just getting back to the point, Paul, about but you're right. Uh, there's, 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 you know, if UNLV decides to jump, and let's just use the schools that 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 we know. Okay, if all of a sudden tomorrow for the 23-24 season, UNLV says we're in, Oregon says we're in, San Diego State says we're in. There's, there's no uh, landscape that exists that said or say that those three schools' number one priority is hockey. It's just, it just is not realistic. Right. So at that point, either the schools would have to create their own league, and we know that that would be possible because there are other schools that would make six teams. And maybe this is why, or this is, or this this moratorium might be a reason why it's not being pushed more, because they can't. You know, because why do it if you're not going to get an automatic bid? And some of the schools that we know are trying to push this, uh, you know, they are hockey schools. 
Yeah, well, two things. Uh, obviously, logistically, it's a lot easier. You're pretty much talking about a bus league uh, up there because you can travel almost anywhere by bus um, as opposed to being at right. Arizona State and having two Alaskas and a Lindenwood or whatever. Um, you get right. my point. Um, there's not really, even even if UNLV were to make the jump and Arizona State and UNLV, I mean, that's still four and a half, five hours on a bus ride. That's probably the longest trip that they take out east, assuming yeah. the traffic. Yeah. But, but we're also talking about places that, you know, and I mean, I can't imagine someone's not being honest with us, but um, <laughs> we've had both Matt Chasby and, and Eric Largan on. They, 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 you know, they, they, they tell us, oh, that's an easy flight. It's a, it's a straight flight. We can get direct flights to Phoenix, direct flights to St. Louis, direct flights to Vegas, of course. Um, heck, in, in Oregon would be easy. Going to Portland. So yeah, I mean, it, is it more expensive? A, is it more expensive than busing? Yes. Is it difficult? No. No. Well, and I and I think here's the thing that a lot of people might get wrong on this. They they start thinking independence, and I'm not saying they shouldn't include them, but but LIU doesn't fit the mold no. of of Lindenwood or Arizona State or no, Alaska. Of course not. I mean, they're playing games now to to get their program up and running but they belong on the East Coast in, in some sort of East Coast league. But a lot of people bring that up. They go like, oh, if you look at the independents and, and you're going to add LIU to that and make that travel, well, that's not a long-term viable conference. No. That doesn't and, even make and that sense. Could, and that could also be one of the reasons why uh, the, this moratorium could also be one of the reasons why the, the rumblings of a, a split – you know, Atlantic hockey splitting into two leagues to get an extra automatic bid. That could be why that is, has calmed down as well. Unless, you know, and I don't, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I don't read, you know, I don't know this for sure. Unless the fact that these teams were in a league that had an automatic bid, if it splits, would automatically get one despite a quote-unquote moratorium. So who knows? Well, that and I think we still don't know the outcome of the discussions, if they were, or whatever, with right. the NCAA, right? I mean, that hasn't been brought well, to light that you're aware well, of? Well, yeah, they, I don't think they've settled anything at the moment that we know of. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, but I, I think, and, and I think Michael agreed that uh, something has to happen. They they have to accommodate teams. and, and I, But I just thought it was interesting when he brought up, because I hadn't really thought of the NCHC as going out and forming a conference of like schools, meaning uh, at Minnesota Duluth, hockey is top. Right. At, uh, at Miami, Ohio, it's top. Is it, though? Uh, it, it, it is. It's a yeah, mad school, Duluth, is it? it? Is. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's, it's the top dog. I was there. Um, oh, over you, football? Oh, yeah. Yeah. At you Miami? Not yeah. Duluth in Miami. Oh, I don't know about Miami. But, well, that's but that's that's but but they they're pretty high on the pecking order because they wouldn't be in the conference if they weren't. Well, it, it's certainly at the time they were. And Western Western Michigan is it fills that that void yeah. as well, if you will. Also, uh, once you get a max certainly. school, Colorado College certainly. Yeah. North Dakota, without a doubt. Uh, of course, uh, Omaha too. Omaha, yeah. So I mean. But I hadn't really put those two things together as a as a reason for being part of the NCHC, and um, you know that's why um, Augustana would have been a pretty good fit because they're going to be the big dog quickly. Their football program's okay, but they're going to be the big dog quickly. Oh no, no, uh, the hockey will be number one there. Right, that's what I'm saying, and that. So, I mean, that, that would have kind of fit the mold, and it fits the geographic area of the NCHC. So a little bit surprised that they went CCHA, but, again, they were, uh, they were primed for it, I guess. They were, they were waiting to take them in. Yeah. Okay, um, enough of that. We'll get to all that later. We've got more time. But um, we're going to talk uh, World Juniors and the medal round starting here um, in about 24 hours or just a little, little longer than that. 
We'll be uh, back in about two minutes. Behind the mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Indeed it is. It's the Summer Skate Studios and College Hockey West Live. It's our Tuesday night staple. It's where it all started. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein um, in New York somewhere. He's not on Long Island. He's in upstate. No, he's not in upstate. He's in Albany. Well, it's, it's, it's considered <laughs> upstate. But, I mean, to me, uh, you know, that the is is a geographical i mean it's only a three hour ride to get here a little over you know three to four hours depending oh, on the traffic you know what i call That's, that i call yeah. that half the morning. morning yeah i call it the not, morning. not even the morning just half the morning yeah so um <laughs> when i think upstate i think uh, where my older son went to school in plattsburgh which is right oh, off yeah. the canadian border and <laughs> right uh, buffalo and in Syracuse and Rochester, you know. Yeah, that's that's up upstate. Yeah. But okay, so uh, the World Junior Championships, uh, the preliminary stuff is all done now. We're down all to done. the elite eight, yep. if you yep. will, yep. Uh, starting ten a.m. tomorrow, Mountain Time. Uh. Okay, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, according. <laughs> I wrote them down. 
I wrote them down on, off of the uh, I, IIHF website, and they were right. all in Edmonton time, which happens to be Colorado time. Um, uh, yeah, whatever. You know, Finland, yeah. Finland versus Germany. Noon. That's at noon. And then um, one thirty uh, Mountain. Three thirty Eastern. Sweden yeah. versus Latvia. Right. Five p.m. Mountain. Seven o'clock. Eastern. Eastern. Uh, yeah. Canada and Switzerland. Right. Eight thirty p.m. Mountain. Thirty. Eastern. Right. Uh, USA versus Chechia. The first right. thing that popped into my head, Paul, was when I saw. The U.S. team was playing Chechia. I said, oh, no, because I saw the game plan that the uh, Chechia team had in the Five Nations tournament against a very good right. um, uh, under-17 USA uh, team. Let's, so Let's calm down now because as, as, uh, as, well, as how can good you as not, the... How can you not equate that for a couple of different things? Because... The American team in the Five Nations was the best team. There's no doubt about it. Yes. But Chechia yes, beat them by playing a style that they just couldn't get adjusted to until there were seven minutes left in the contest, and it was too little, too late. Right. So, but this is but this does, is a different this is a different maturity level. Well, yeah, I get that. But um, this is you, a, you basically a Chechia, five year difference. You don't think the Chechia people? Coaches are talking back and forth, saying I'm like, sure they, we, know what, listen. "We know what the U.S. guys like to do. They like to be fast and speedy." And and I'm not saying I'm not saying they really have a chance to win this game because the U.S.A. No, 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 they do. But but um, no, I mean, come on now, now you're being stupid. They, they, no, they do have, have a have chance. chance to win this game. No, uh, if not, you play, you have a chance block. to lose. They've uh, they they've got a. I mean, I guess everybody has a chance, but it's such a right. small, minute chance. Oh, no. American, such overwhelming favorites in yeah, this one. Yes, they are very much a heavy favorite, just like Canada is against Switzerland. And, you know, I haven't seen, you know, in the games that I've seen, nobody uh, comes close to U.S. and Canada in, in, in yeah, I haven't seen anybody either that's come close. Right. right. But uh, let's let's take, for example, uh, I believe, uh, let me back this up a little bit and get to some of the, uh, the, the, the we got. While you're doing that, let me let me read something and then you tell me if Only because... what, you're, what you're hearing on this. Okay. Um, I'm going to read the scores from the uh, preliminary round for Team USA. And I'm going to list the, the players of the game, and then you tell me if I'm missing anything. Um, game one, 5 1 over Germany. Game two, 7 1 over Switzerland. Game uh, three, 7 0 over Austria. Um, game four, 3 2 over Sweden. Here were the players of the games Luke Hughes, Carter Mazur, Wyatt Kaiser, Matt Coronado. Uh, you know what jumps out at me? Uh, all kinds of stuff, probably. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Matthew Nyes as being a player of the game yet. I don't see Tyler Clevin as being a player of the game yet. Um, it, you go down the list of quality players that that haven't taken over the spotlight, so to speak. When you have a guy like Matt Coronado that played really great, Wyatt Kaiser played great, Carter Mazur has been just on fire. Uh, Luke Hughes doing what Luke Hughes uh, does. I mean. That's the depth that I'm talking about with Team USA, and I don't. I think the only team that can beat them if they play their game is Canada. Oh well, listen, I don't think anybody thinks that 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 these games are going to be anything but uh, a preliminary to a U.S. Canada final, and I'm not trying to. Uh, knock any of these other teams um you know could could the swedes come in here and 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 upset things sure they can they have same thing with the Finns. but i don't see those teams being as good uh at least as i watch games as they've been in the past and the the um the, the two North American teams are just stacked. Yeah. And, and, 
and not only stacked ball, but they've got experience. I mean, yes. Mason McTavish has played in the NHL. Logan, uh, not Logan Cooley, but um, um, Thomas Bordalo, another one that yeah. you haven't heard yeah. of yet, yeah. played in the NHL. Yeah. There's guys with NHL experience right. on these two rosters that just you can't you can't match that if you're another country. No, and and and, and the crazy part is. Right, McTavish has been so good that you've almost not heard the name Connor Bedard. Yeah. Well, can I say something about that? I think Connor Bedard is going to be the name you're going to hear from this point forward for Team Canada. And you'll hear McTavish well, as well. But I think this is where Connor Bedard steps up. The biggest spotlight is where he shines the brightest. Well, listen, buddy, and the reason I say this is, and and I'm not. Is it is it possible? Of course, it's it's entirely possible. If you get to the gold medal game, you got three games left. Um, my 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 point is, um, great players know how to uh, play in a situation where somebody else is hot. They're just going to keep feeding McTavish the puck and say, "Well, we'll worry about it when you stop scoring." Right. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. You know, it's it's not like like I said, it's just that's how good he's been that he's overshadowed Bedard. Well, what I do whether or not that happens after going forward after this tournament, who knows? But you know, we all know what everybody thinks of Bedard and we've seen him play big in big spots. And I just figuring now that that, that the NHL is working on those ping pong balls. <laughs> uh, conspiracy theorist, you what? are. Me? Uh, no. Well, let me tell you a uh, uh, NHL slash college rumor that I heard the other day. I can't Everybody wait for this. wants to know what's going to happen uh, with uh, Jacob Chikrin. I certainly don't think he's going to be traded, but one of the things that was the most intriguing I heard. If he was traded, um, that he could be going to Toronto, and part of the package coming back to the Arizona Coyotes would include Matthew Nyes, who would then be reunited with Logan Cooley. So, um, well, now first of you, all, first if of you all, want to talk, if that happened, Paul, well, I mean, and there's so many moving parts in that because the Coyotes would want so much more for Jacob Chikrin than, uh, than a lot of teams could even offer. But if that were to happen, um, the Arizona Coyotes could get, get good in a hurry. Uh, as you say, if the ping pong balls go in their favor and they were to get a Connor Bedard with a Logan Cooley and a Matthew Nice, kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, well, kind of like that. No, group. no, no, wait a second. No, hold on. I, 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 you said the Coyotes. I didn't. I just said they'll be playing with the ping pong balls. That's all I said. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I did not specify uh, what <laughs> direction those ping pong balls would be weighted in. <laughs> the fact that you said they were playing with the ping pong balls is all that needed to be said. Well, uh, <laughs> listen, I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and, and, and say that, um, there have been rumors of these kinds of things. Frozen ping pong balls? Or folded cards or <laughs> uh, the know, lottery I mean, is the lottery is just crazy in every sport, but whatever. Well well that was my point. Um you know, and and listen, I'll just I'm just the first person that's gonna say it. That, let me say this because because you know once the season starts that'll be talked about as much as who's going to make the playoffs and who's not or of course. who's going to win now what'll happen you know that'll die down because eventually they'll have the quote unquote lottery during the first round of the playoffs but that will set off a no- whole nother set of explosions yeah, well, and here's the thing. This is the best theory I've heard to eliminate the lottery, and it was put out by Shane Doan, or at least he's the one that I heard it from the very first time, was uh, at some point in the season, the teams that are 
not going to make the playoffs, or if you've been eliminated from the playoffs with however many games to go, those teams then continue to play their schedule. But for every the team that finishes with the most victories, say it's the last ten games of the year, right? They get the they get the top bid, so they're playing. Uh, listen, I think that that's I, I would say that that's a good idea. Oh, it's a great idea because it keeps everybody active and competing to the very end. Because if you're not going to get in the playoffs, then try to win games so you can win that top prize and don't leave it to chance, as we're just well, talking about. Well, That's listen, the frustrating I, part of it is you can have the worst record in the league. It doesn't mean you're getting the top pick. Well, listen, I, I, I like I said, I am all for that. That that makes that eliminates the quote unquote. Um, playing for position, so to speak. Yeah, of course uh, it I'm does. All for, I am all for that idea. Now, anyway. you'd have to you'd have to you'd have to pick a date when that starts. Sure you would. I mean, there's there's all kinds of things you'd have to do, but yeah, you know, what I'm saying is it's an idea and it's an idea that could happen and of course you'd have to you'd have to get the owner's approval, you'd have to oh, get the players that? association approval. Well, no, apparently not. <laughs> Apparently, you don't have to get the players' association <laughs> approval for certain things. Well, you either you either got to get their approval or you got to buy them out. One of the two. Oh well. Oh, see now that's that. That's not what you said. <laughs> I know, I know. But that's that what I'm saying now. You, well, okay. Well, so you corrected <laughs> yourself. Anyway, I just thought that was a, a a rumor that that seemed to make sense as opposed as to what I mean. Because here's the deal: if if that were to happen, uh, first of all, Jacob Chickman is a fan favorite, and I thought he should be wearing the C from this point forward if he remains a Coyote. That's just my thoughts. But um, if he if he is traded, you want to bring back something that brings some pop and bring him back a guy like Matthew Nice, who's going to play a year of college now with his buddy Logan Cooley, and uh, you're going to bring them back together and Matthew Nice being the pride of Arizona. Uh, next to Austin Matthews, basically, um, man, now that makes that makes an impact. That excites people more well, than just uh, being in an intimate setting. I, I will say this, <laughs> okay? You, if you're if 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 those rumblings are going on, if I'm the Coyotes, I'm getting back a lot more. Than oh just, yeah. Yeah, there. That's because, why deals. These, that's why the deal's not happening, and people expect it. If it's going to happen, they expect it before training camp, which no, is sneaking bring, up on us quickly. Yeah, bring bring me. The, I want this guy. I want this guy. I want this guy. Oh, I'm helping you out with your cap. I want this guy. I want this guy, and I want this guy. Yep. No, it's going to be it's going to be a haul. But again, keep in mind what you're giving up. You're giving up a primo uh, I, young I defenseman who's I, got a brilliant contract whoever uh, it was not done by uh by bill armstrong i believe was done by chica by the way but yeah, that deal well, was uh that deal was a sweet deal for any team they would love to have a jacob yeah, but when for did, four for just over four million a year yeah <laughs> but when did he sign that like in his second year or third yeah, well, year i mean i think he's got three or four years left on it well but, that's uh, my point you know you you traded he traded you know he gave up some of the uh, possible contracts for the long-term security. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that either way. I'm just saying like, if you're going to trade him, that that's even more assets because of the contract. Because I mean, you trade up the, the the avalanche, for example, which is not happening by the way. So avalanche fans don't be texting me. Um, (laughs) They should be texting you for other reasons, but that's, but, he he could fit in a team like the Avalanche because he's coming in at just over four million a year. Um, so Toronto seems very attractive, and I think that if the Coyotes were smart, what they need now is image building as well as winning. Um, that the, their image is taken well, up being an intimate big hit. Yeah, really? How's that possible? <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so I thought that was curious. I, I do need to shout out an old friend that, that you and I both talked to. I just finally texted him today. Steve Potton back as the head coach of the Tucson Roadrunners. Oh, really? He was the interim coach. They, they replaced him. Then that coach left, 
and now he's back as a head coach. I told him, I said, sit on that stool, Steve, and don't let it loose. <laughs> Congratulations. Good for him. Yeah, so uh, he'll be, uh, as you know, with our Pro Hockey West report, I have Colorado and Tucson. Right. And uh, Stephen has his three and Nick has his three. So I told uh, Steve, I said, we'll be uh, reaching out to you quite frequently. And uh, I believe his word, I'll make it his text, it was all caps, perfect, with four explanation points. So Yeah, well, he's got to deal with you, so I don't know how perfect it can be. So, <laughs> so anyway, that's all good stuff. Um, so we know the, prelim- the uh, preliminary round is over. The Elite Eight, right. the final eight teams uh, will square off tomorrow. Um, the semifinals are set for Friday, uh, mid-afternoon and evening. Um, right. Saturday, same time frame for the bronze medal and the gold medal games. Saturday, uh, not Sunday. Yeah, didn't I? What did I say? Did I say Sunday? Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm oh. just asking. No, it's Saturday. Okay. It's Saturday. That's so cool. they'll I go Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, everything will be concluded, and Chris Mayette will be on his way back to Colorado College. Uh, back to back. That's that's uh, that's uh, that's going to be uh, a test, right? I mean, oh, I would think so. I would you, think you so. But you at the, the gold medal game, three games in a row. Yeah, you get. Uh, you know, I mean, not the, well, not the three games in a row. You got you got a day off on Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Three games and four nights. That's uh, still that's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's still tough. You're going to have to yeah. do it. But that's where your depth's going to come into play in your goal center. And by the way, uh, Caden Emberico, I thought has been really good for Team USA. Um, not not particularly in the uh, Swedish game, which they dominated. That that score does not reflect how the game was played. A three-two victory for USA. But Caden um, was very solid, and uh, I think he'll continue to do that. I think he'll continue to be a good. Uh, a good addition to the Colorado College Tigers uh, team this year as well. Um, anything we're missing before we uh, wrap up for the night? No, I think we're good. I, I think okay, we're, take uh, it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Live, brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events. The original restaurant at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. And now the new Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Furry Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World Hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at FurryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort. We're in town. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And by M-Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M-Drive formula is for you. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download wherever you get your podcast platform from. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Well, then, my friend, I'll remind everybody as well, tomorrow night it's the Great West College Hockey Podcast, part two of our uh, series of gold medal and uh, silver medal winners. Uh, Tomorrow night we're scheduled to have... uh, Jesse Lowell, the captain of the University of Arizona, as well as uh, 
Duke Litwin, who won the silver medal for Team Canada and also a uh, participant on the uh, University of Arizona team. So we'll uh, follow that up tomorrow with that. Stephen Marsh and myself will be with you. And, of course, Thursday night, make sure you tune in to the Pro Hockey West Report. Um, lots of good stuff. We're updating uh, a lot of different things. Our, our own Nick Maxson got out to the uh, Beauty League. Nice. Um, did, didn't get a chance to do much, I was told. They they weren't really uh, allowing too much media. <laughs> but but Nick no, bought his way no sense. Up a bit. <laughs> that makes no sense. I don't understand. Uh, I'm, I mean, it's not like Nick is sitting there and, and asking these guys, when are you signing a new contract? I mean, come on. It makes no sense. Yeah. No. But anyway, that's uh, that's what we got on the docket for the rest of the week. Right. Uh, again, big uh, congratulations to David Carl for their contract extension. Um, I wore my red, white, and blue stuff today, a day early. Right. I'm just trying to give a little mojo, but maybe i got to wash it and wear it again tomorrow because a big day in uh, world junior hockey. I, I don't know how Paul Hornstein is going to do it because you got to travel tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'm going to travel back to, to Long Island so, tomorrow. So there's four hockey games going on. You're going to be in the car. Uh, yeah, I'll be in the car for probably <laughs> the first game. Uh, I might fall asleep for the second game, but. Um, <laughs> well, definitely safe travels back home and uh, tell Charlie we're thinking about him and he'll hang in there and do an outstanding job at, uh, at Albany, Albany as well. Yeah, All thanks. right. We'll say good night with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.